ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another beautiful Patreon bonus here on the Black Print Network. It's what everybody's saying, Recut Gems, here with your beautiful, beautiful hosts, A+, MC, plus how you doing, man? Good, brother. I'm good, man. It's happy to be back on another episode of Recut. Uh, busy week last week. Um, just, you know, ready to get back to it. Got our summer show here in the land getting ready to drop. So uh, just doing a lot of work behind the scenes on that, but having a good time overall, you know, overall. You had a busy week. Don't try and play it humble. You (laughs) had a very busy week. I saw you out in Cleveland acting up. I almost (laughs) heard you out in Cleveland acting up because you had said you almost lost a little bit of voice when our (laughs) man's made his way and said that he's winning money in the bank. I don't know if he's going to win money in the bank yet. I don't want to try and put too much stock into it just in case it doesn't happen. But there's a good chance, I think. Remember how I yelled like an eight-year-old when Gunther won the, uh, the triple threat match at WrestleMania? It was the same way when L.A. Knight came out after, you know, Shinsuke said money in the bank. I lost it. I know the dudes in the same row were like, yo, what the hell, man? I was losing. I did not care, man. I was like, I knew it. I knew I knew we were going to get, uh, as Corey Graves called it on TV, uh, a money in the bank parade. I was like, I knew it was coming. And Graves even said, look at, listen to this place of L.A. Night going absolutely crazy. So you're all in. I'm, I don't want to know if you're all in, not to make a a, a little <laughs> A.W. pun there. Yeah. Are you all in on L.A. Night or are the, is there anybody else in Money in the Bank that could entice you as we go into London next week? I gotta say Logan Paul, man. I think it makes more sense to have Logan Paul carry that briefcase around. You got more eyeballs on it. You know, he's going to customize it with some type of prime branding on the on the briefcase. And um, it doesn't become this thing hovering over whichever other superstar will win the match. You know, you're going to carry the briefcase for 12 months, and then we're already going to have the chatter going, do you really believe that he's going to win this match or are you going to win the belt? Like, you have to go deal with that for a whole year. I'd rather be Logan. You actually get more mileage out of Logan Paul winning. Okay, okay. I thought you would waver. I thought you would waver from this week's episode of The A-Show. For those who had not tapped in to this week's episode of The A-Show, you can, of course, do so on all of our handles at The A-Show RNC on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Tap in with us. We were special guests between ourselves and, of course, J5, one of the hosts here on the Black Print Network. So very in the family On the A-Show Network, if you did not tap in, we talked a little bit about what happened on SmackDown, talked a little bit about what happened on AW Collision last week, and of course, uh, Forbidden Door is this Sunday. So a little bit of wrestling talk. If you do like our wrestling talk here on Recut Gems, you can also listen to it on the A-Show. And we talked a little bit about uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, So we uh, did it with that. So that was also good too, you know? (laughs) Gotta shout out my experience Monday night. Top five uh, part of the experience was not having to hear KP for three hours. I gotta admit, that was that was pretty good. Pretty you good experience. Feel blessed. KP you should feel free. blessed. We're at the point now that I'm counting the numbers of awes that we hear. It's a little bit uncomfortable to me, but at this point, it's just like every single time that we hear it, you just have to call it out. And for the most part, I'd like it to be around a level, about like a three, four area. But at this point, it's getting to about like five or seven of these. Oh! So it's pretty bad now. <laughs> one of my favorite signs uh, from Raw Monday had to be just one plain white sign. Didn't have anything else on it besides Vic Joseph. That was it. That was the statement they wanted to make. They just held up a sign that said Vic Joseph. And I felt them. I, like like I understood everything they were saying with that sign. 
I'd like it and I'd love it. I don't know if we're going to get it at any point in time, but we have better we have better luck within these next couple of months or in these next couple of weeks, I should say, days even, because I think we have a much better chance at what is to come in these next couple of days with I'm just going to propose an idea. It's like okay. a little bit of an idea. I don't know what your schedule is like. I don't know um, if we can make this and okay. there's going to be plenty of different things that you know, we'll be talking about in this week's recut gems, but is there a chance? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to throw it out there. Is there a chance that we can make Rick Ross's pool party Wow! on July 4th weekend? Doesn't this flower look amazing? The biggest pool party. Understand this is back by popular demand. It's the biggest pool party in the century. It's the biggest pool party of the millennium. Double R. You don't want to miss this. I got imports, and I ain't talking about motor cars. It's right by Hartsfield, apparently, because he gave out his address. I'm over on the event, right? Everything is here. We, I don't we know got about shuttles. this. We got shuttles from the from the airport to the promised land. I just want to. Okay, what does it get if we go to the if we go to the Rick Ross pool party? Allows one entry. Come hang out and have some fun. Is this copy <laughs> from Rick Ross himself? <laughs> I'm inviting y'all 350 plus that service fee and that good sales tax, nigga. Come enjoy expect- yourself. And it says parking on site. I don't know if this copy is from Rick Ross himself. If we go to the 10, I don't know if we can do the 10,000 VIP cabana. This includes a cabana that accommodates seating for 10, 10 VIP admission tickets and six bottles, nigga. Parking on site, nigga. That's right, nigga. You don't get to choose them bottles either, nigga. We give you what we give you, nigga. <laughs> I would I would be pissed. I would actually be I would actually be pissed off if that happened. If they were to just be like, yeah, we're gonna give you um Hey, hey, toss that nigga six Bel Airs, man. Six Bel Airs or they mix up, oh we got premium, we got premium vodka, nigga, and it's like beef eater and then like some other stuff. I would just be upset. I would hope not. But that's my fourth of July day plans. I mean it's the first day of the summer. I would like I would propose if there is a way, Mr. Ross, hopefully you have listened to our episode of Throw Blacks. It was a great episode of Throw Blacks. Buy your episode. Hopefully you would, uh, you know, enjoy our, uh, I, I, I think we would provide a good presence. Let's just say it oh, that yeah. way. I think we would provide a good presence to the we'll Rick Ross. Bring that aura. Bring that good aura to the situation. Will we be parachuting? Will we be, will we be, will we be parachuting in? No. Nah, nah. We're not trying to get but, sniped off the roof. Please. You know, I I don't want to get sniped. He had said, if you're going to parachute, just let me know in advance. I personally <laughs> do not want to parachute ever in my life. I don't want to do any of the jumps. Uh, the Fresh Prince episode kind of scarred me a bit. I don't think I ever want to do that. <laughs> but that was something different, right? That was not out of a parachute. That was, was that off Trevor? the bridge. Was yeah. that Trevor? Oh, yeah. Oof. I'm not trying to get Trevor. I'm good. <laughs> if there's anything this week taught me this week, all it takes is one time. One time and that's All enough. It takes is one time Oof. and you're out and you're out of here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not flirting with death. I, I don't want to flirt with dice. death. No. But people jump out of planes and 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 love it. I've, I as much as as I can say that it's not something that I have on my uh, bucket list of things mm-hmm. that I want to do as far as like exciting things or amazing things I want to do. Some people. Some people um, love skydiving. Have you ever? Have you skydived? Absolutely not. I'm getting nervous thinking about it right now. I'm holding my arm. <laughs> no, why are you talking about it? I no, no, no. And I can't. 
And I can't be like niggas don't skydive. Niggas skydive. Nig- yeah. A lot of niggas yeah. skydive. I yeah. just personally don't want to be the guy that it's like the cage, the, the, the cage, the door opens and it's just like, all right, here we go. It's time to jump. And you're just looking down. You're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I can't. I can't. I'll pass yeah. out. And then you got some dude on your back, nigga. Like, <laughs> what's that set up about? <laughs> Get off me, uh, nigga. <laughs> That was Big Bizarre Royale of Bloodline Records right there. <laughs> Get back at me with that one. <laughs> Listen, I'll put your Band-Aid on my cheek and make it my Nelly. What do you say? <laughs> Does anybody else just jump into Chappelle quotes? Oh, that's, that's hilarious, man. The best thing on Twitter right now is, what's that one... X video and oh, this is yeah. uh, and this is great videos. The Chappelle videos were killing me, and it always kills me because everybody has their go to, their go to like Chappelle moments. My moments end up always being like, I guess the ones that are kind of like 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 lower on the lower on the totem pole. I guess we say like the and one one is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, ask a black dude, ask a gay dude, it's hilarious. I love those ones. But there's so much like, love for Tron. There's so much love for Tron on those tweets. Yes. <laughs> Mad Real World ends up being one. Mad Real World, as much as people wanted to give love to like your usual Chappelle So skits, Mad, I don't think Mad Real World got the love it did at the time. I think right now it's appropriate. I think Mad Real yeah. World gets its appropriate love right now. But at the time, going to school and trying to quote Mad Real World, at least, at least on my end. I don't know how it was in any other ends for anybody that went to school. Nobody was talking about get, uh, get away from my juice, nigga. And he's, yeah. blending, and he's blending the juice. Or, 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 look how Tron is living for the city. For the city. It's <laughs> <laughs> out of here. Nah. Bring me some juice, bitch. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Tron. I know Dave Chappelle loved Tron because Tron showed up numerous times. Like, he really loved that character. The, the, the worst part? Uh, not even not even the worst part the part the intro <laughs> girls like find out what happens when it's not people being all polite and shit <laughs> and start being real mad real mad real the mad real world. and that and, and that intro alone is only going to resonate with like a certain i guess generation right people like our age and older you know yeah that's so yeah funny. hoboken I, I, all right. You show that a fourteen year old right now, and be like, "This is what y'all was laughing at in the." I don't get it. I don't want to watch this, Dad. Can we put on some damn? Um, what are kids laughing at? What are kids laughing at these days? I don't know. It's not. It's not on streaming. It's probably like, "Have you seen it, Dad?" It's Drewski. So, oh yes, yes, yes. You are correct. Have you seen it, Dad? I'm gonna send this to you now, Dad. This Drewski dude. You are, exactly. Actually, I did. I did see a tweet uh, with the past couple of days that said Drewski needs to um, do a skit in the first. Bl- I think they just said that the one of the. I think the first time. I don't know if it's the first Chick Fil A is now black owned or if it's the first black owned Chick Fil A. Both of okay. those sentences are a little bit different. But somebody said Drewski needs to do a skit in that black owned Chick Fil A, which would be hilarious. Yeah, no, nah, I would love to see a Drewski Chick Fil A skit. It would hit. But on top of that. I think you had a good idea. You might have had a good distinction within the past week or so of what the kids are fucking with because you were just at a very classic Atlanta staple and still continues to look 
as such as when I I lived vicariously a little bit. I looked at it on I looked at it, I watched it on I watched it on Instagram. I enjoyed what I could. By the time that I could get like a decent link of it, it was too late. But I did watch vicariously on Instagram, and it looked amazing. Specifically of what you had on Instagram story, you enjoyed the birthday bash. How was it? It was dope, man. I mean, I've been to quite a few birthday bashes now, which is like insane to even say. But um, definitely one of the better ones I've attended. You know, and I actually worked there as well. But you know, just watching um the reaction to Baby Drill kind of surprised me. And I mean, I'm not saying it because I didn't I didn't know. I should say that I didn't know the impact he had on the, the streets of Atlanta. You know, when he did his 32 freestyle, they went crazy. Um, really? Oh yeah, nah. He, he's got the youth. You know, they were they were definitely in the building. Um, who else? I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed the uh, the classic uh, 50 Years of Hip Hop set for Atlanta. They had Rocco come out. Um, Jada Kiss came out as well. But Young LA came out. In like this robe or cape or whatever you want to call it, he looked like I don't know even I can't even like think of what it's like. It's like I don't know what type of robe it was, but it was a like a light blue robe. But it was just like I guess that's still some futuristic shit. I don't know, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, who else was there? NLE Chopper brought out Sexy Red. That was a moment. Um, man, Ti had an impromptu performance that was pretty cool because you're seeing Ti. And his hype man on stage is King, his son, which is like, where does the time go? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is amazing to see. Um, yeah. And then 21 Savage had a hell of a headlining performance. I mean, that's what you want to do when you're headlining Birthday Bash is you show the the, the magnitude, of, especially if you're an Atlanta artist. You're showing how much you're controlling, you know what I'm saying, your city right now. Because when you're the headliner at Birthday Bash, it's kind of a statement, especially when you're, once again, an Atlanta artist. It's like you're controlling the city right now. You got you got the juice when you're the headliner. And that was on display. He brought out Cardi. They did Barty and Cardi together. And then Cardi brought out Lotto. They did put it on the floor again for the first time together live. That just... That was really babies the in the air. Huh? Yeah. That was really the first time? First time performing it live. Yeah. And then um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody before I get to the last person. But... um. Yeah, nah. J. Cole came out for all my life. That was that was the first time they performed that together too. So that was that was a moment. You know, they were definitely with Cole. I, I enjoyed it. Overall, it was a great night. Like I said, one of the best ones I've been to. That's amazing. I did see the tweet, specifically as you say, all my life. I did see the tweet that said, damn, radio is spending this dirk and this cold so much. They, they must be ready to, to to get the kids right with this one. And I was like, well, <laughs> That's the intent, right? <laughs> That's the intent, but um, it's I mean, and we have of course research already that we uh not abide by, but it's like a guide, right? It shows like what is really reacting in the uh, marketplace and our market, and sh- all my life is it's a hit. It's obviously a hit, judging by our research, it's a hit. It's up there. That's good. I mean, I would exp- I would hope that. For those that have listened to the Dirk album, obviously, hopefully, hopefully you're still spending that. I have not got a chance to listen to the Dirk yet, but I do want to. I actually tapped into the All My Life video. Uh, it was after the the thing went viral of the homeless dude that was watching All My Life in the in, in the tent. And then Dirk mm-hmm. pulled up on him and gave him like like 10 racks and a hotel or, or whatever he gave him. I tapped in from there. I watched All My Life. I was like, oh, it's a pretty good record. I was like, I like this as a single. I like this as a single from Dirk, especially right. if he's going into his new positive route. So... Uh, there are some albums that I do have to catch up. I have a little bit of a backlog. Dirk is within one of them, but things are moving well for Dirk. That's that's very good to hear. And especially from Lotto, Lotto and Cardi looked like specifically watching it through story. That looked like the world heavyweight title performance. Like that was the WWE <laughs> title performance. Yo, that was your shit. Yeah, Lotto, Lotto got the Stone Cold 98 pop for real. Like, <laughs> that shit was like, 
I was like, oh yeah, it's on now. It's on. And it's and it was screaming it, ripping out the plastic, out the paper. Yes. Oh my God. It was singing that joint word for words. One of those best songs, if not her best single yet. So I'm happy for it. Did she do anything other than did she do anything other than that or she did just to put it on the floor? Yeah, no, nah, she just didn't put it on the floor again. I mean, that did its thing. I that that did the trick, as they say. It's so fucking insane how quick time flies. When we had did when we had did Red Bull right before COVID, we were in Atlanta, 2019. It was me five and ty we had did red bull it was at i want to say the place was called masquerade masquerade i want to yep. say the place was called masquerade yep and baby tate was performing that night and she brought out lotto lotto well obviously at the time it was mulatto but yeah, she yeah. was on baby tate's project at the time it was only it was like probably one of the only few verses that i had heard from her uh probably the only verse i'd heard from her at that time until she brought her out and I'm just watching the crowd. She did Bitch from the South. I had no fucking idea what this record was. And they're just, I'm a real ass, trill ass, bitch. Fuck. I'm talking about the bass is some, I'm like, what yep. the fuck? Where yeah. is this? Like, is this only local record that's out here? No, nah, that song crept up on me the same way. Like, I think I was in Columbus and I first heard it and it was the same reaction. All them girls from the boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> it was like, it was on from there. I was like, damn. It's always dope to me to be experiencing something like that, like in person, because I always be like, "What the fuck is that?" Like they, they're going crazy. Like I, it's like you feel like I'm behind. I don't know a word to this song. I never heard it before. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like so. I love that. That's like a, a dope ass part of the music discovery experience for me. I'm immediately even trying to shazam it or figure it out, tap somebody on the shoulder or something. It's an <laughs> you know what hey, I'm saying? How you, hey, how do you do it? <laughs> hey, I'm hey, close. young fella. <laughs> hey, I'm man. Close. I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I truthfully never want to be that guy that's like, hey, how do you do, fellow kids? What's this um, a lot over there playing out, huh? So you'll tell you the the um oh my god, the sneak that you have to do when you're like <laughs> you're right. Turn your turn, turn your screen, turn your brightness down. <laughs> you put the bitch on your shoulder like this. Just examine it really yeah. light. You can't tell anybody anything. And just be like, ah. and then you, get, you put it on Apple Music. All right, we good, we good. That's even worse in a car. Don't let don't let you be in a car and your homeboy playing something nice or your homegirl's playing something nice. You're like, like oh, this is some uh, fucking heat. Because then if, if your homeboy or homegirl is the guy that's like, I told you I put you on. Don't don't tell uh, it. Don't post it when I say it. I put you on now, nigga. Right, right. Everybody wants that damn credit. You know when I get the arms, nigga, I'll be world premiering shit, nigga. <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh, imagine, imagine you're in the car and you just hear. I told you I got the exclusive now. <laughs> now before I play this, nigga, have you even heard of Baby Drill? <laughs> Oh no! Okay, well check this out, nigga. Thirty-two freestyle, nigga. PDE, nigga. He going crazy, in the, hey, nigga. Watch this. And you better not post a single link on Twitter and say this shit nice without mentioning me. Damn, nigga, better at me, nigga. I'm coming in the replies, nigga. Getting that credit, nigga. I need the PMO, the hashtag PMO. I learned that was a new one this week too. Oh, put PMO. me on. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about yeah, that. PMO. So PMO. niggas need their PMOs, hey. Need a PMOs. That's why. That's why I'll I'll sneak, I'll sneak my Shazam. I have no shame. I have no shame unless Damn. I specifically want to say 
you put me on. But yeah, guy, if I, I'm not gonna do it, if you're that guy, if you're like, exactly. give me my PMOs, nigga, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. It's not how it works. Yeah, next day, you know, it's just y'all talking, and you're in a crowd of eight. You know, I put this nigga on this shit, right? <laughs> like, oh, oh my god. god, don't you hate that guy? That's Ugh. the big. That's the super super eye roll. As soon as you hear. Then I put you on the nudie in 2017. Ain't nobody nudie, nigga. Then I put you on to that shit. You playing the new nudie. You playing the shit with all the food names and shit. I be playing the shit with the gun, with the guns going off on it. I got the trapaholics drops on my shit. You streaming that shit. You streaming the no DJ. What are you doing with the no DJ copy? That means you found it after I found it. I keep my DJ drops wherever I'm at, nigga. That's how you know I put you on. Give me my PMOs. My advice to anybody who's starting an AMP show would be start with the fun part. The best part about AMP is talking about things you're excited about. But you gotta take that leap. Just dive in. When music connects to you personally, it connects to your audience. If you want to be the number two show on AMP, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, followed by Download that. Be creative. Yeah, you can talk, gossip, play music. Talk about what you love. That's the beautiful part about AMP. What should I make my show about? Kind of like whatever the hell you want to hear, you know? If you're a creator, then it's just in you to just create things. What, what are they looking for when that happens? Like, what do you say now? Thanks, guys. Like, what are you looking for, <laughs> man? Like, what are you looking for, man? I, 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 would like, I would like to think... I'd like to think it's a good feeling. Um, there are there are people that are interested in. There are people that are that that could could. Uh, uh, how can I say this? There are people that can possibly pursue this. Into, uh, but then again, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not gonna say it because if I say this, it's gonna make it sound like anybody can put anybody onto ten records and say. Time to start going on LinkedIn. I'm about to be an A and R. And that who, who making that taste, nigga? Me. Exactly. Exactly. I know an AR job is 10 times more work than just playing people some records and being able to put them on. So I'm not going to say that. But if it is the start of one, maybe it has been the start of somebody who has become a really good AR. You know what I'm sure. saying? It could, it sure. could be so. It could sure. be so. Other niggas are just like, man, you know damn well that I put you on that 21 back when he had the short braids. And before he had all the hang time on his dreads. And you ain't saying shit on that Twitter post. Yeah, some people have probably fought behind that. Like, say I ain't put you on the red ops, nigga. Say I ain't put you on the red ops. Now, ooh, you lying. <laughs> like, oh, God. Is it worth it? Is it really worth it? I'd hope not. Other people that are saying I put you on Sexy Red when she was saying, making my way downtown with your man. Something, something, something. Boom. I'd, I'd hope not. Yeah. I, I remember that song, and I'm like, I, I know she's been around. She's been underground for a while, but let's not sit here and say, like, niggas been listening to Sexy Red from then till now. I, I unless say, though, you've been listening to Sexy Red from then till now. I gotta say, though, when I heard the crowd say, I'm out here in Miami! I was like, this is this might be, it might not be the world heavyweight title, this is the intercontinental, this oh. is the intercontinental title right now. Oh, yeah, and she and she putting on four-star matches, minimum, at minimum, <laughs> right now. <laughs> She knows her way around the ring, man. Seriously. <laughs> sometimes, 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 just need to know the ropes. I played the EP. EP was pretty. Uh, EP was pretty good. I got my record. I got my record. Sexy Walk is my record. The cheese and dope flip. I bit for it. She she reeled me in with the cheese and dope flip. <laughs> so I'm no, cool I gotta that. listen to the whole thing. I haven't heard the whole EP yet. 
also shout out to my brother Mike Rose. He had a he had a writing placement on the Juicy J record. I think it's called Looking for No, it's not called Looking for the Hose. Looking for the Hose is completely different. It was like a stripper song. I think Juicy J had produced on it. He was with a writing team. He produced on it. So big shout out to Mike Rose. Uh if you do know, if you do know, you probably know I I probably Actually, not even probably. I have bigged up Mike Rose before, of course. Big shout out to Mike. He had he was the producer of the RSPN theme. So you've heard him for multiple seasons. And of course, he has a writing placement on the sexy red uh, on the sexy red EP. So big shout outs to that. Nice, nice. That's dope. And we're gonna be seeing a whole lot more sexy red pretty soon. Cause big congratulations to you, brother. The Z107.9 Summer Jam lineup has been announced. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, we announced on uh Tuesday. After um after Juneteenth, and uh, we announced Moneybag Yo, Nardo Wick, Tusi, Sexy Red, Finesse Two Times, uh, Lil Tyler, um, and a couple more artists to be announced. So, oh yeah, shout out to Superstar Pride too. Can't forget him. And um, yeah, man, we're just just you know getting ready to go on sale tomorrow. Got the pre sale rocking, and uh, this I mean, pre sale is actually over. Tickets are on sale now. I'm sorry. And um, yeah, man, just looking forward to adding more to the show, and looking forward to a big show in August on the 26th. And we also have some big news for La Tyler and as well as Finesse Two Times. They ended up being announced this week as uh, two of the 2023 XXL freshmen. So big shout out to that. If you have not taken a look at the XXL list, I'm sure you can find it everywhere. As well as here on the Black Print Network, we did a little bit of discussion on our thoughts on the 2023 XXL freshman list between myself, J5, and Josh Pease. You can find that on our Patreon if you want to listen to the entire episode in full. We'll have a free segment of it for you as well on YouTube as well as on uh, wherever you listen to the Black Print, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as well. But some good stuff. Plus, what do you think about it? I thought it was a pretty solid class. You know, I think it's missing the one person that we all thought should have been in there, which is Ice Spice. And Ice Spice's mm-hmm. team probably thought that she was bigger than the cover. But I don't know. I think it's always a nice, you know, honor to it's kind of like a time capsule, so to speak. Right. Of like what was happening around this time. I mean, granted, Glorilla's had a great 12 months, but um, I guess she missed the cover because she popped right after it was released. So she still was worthy enough to be on it. I mean, granted, she's pretty big now without it, but still. It's kind of like a time capsule. I, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, you know, capture of what's happening right now. Yeah, and Double XL is pretty is pretty in tune to Double XL is pretty in tune to you know have your freshman cover and then they got and you know for the for the next issue they'll be like if you thought we missed somebody we got a great cover story for the next one that's how nikki and drake ended up happening that's how others have ended up happening throughout past freshman years so i'm sure ice spice a a full feature on ice spice will end up looking nice and you know it ends up being one of the names that we'll 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 remember as ones that uh i guess you could say ended up being a little bit bigger than the freshman issue uh just like how we have in previous years there are people that think maybe somebody was missing 09 2010 2011 and so on and so forth but it did create good discourse i think that's the thing that double xl wants most as as much as 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 important as it is to put these artists on and give them a huge huge platform but still i'm very happy that artists are so thankful to be able to be in this position and not have it be like and i'm sorry jimmy i'm sorry jimmy i don't mean to do this to you at a time like this i know it's the nba offseason right now but a lot of people got specifically mad of him being like yeah my accolades i ain't showing up to that shit yeah. what the fuck oh, am man. i doing that day? I want to go fishing and put my damn feet up. I, I, I try I, I, as much as I try to be like, ah, oh, come on, folks. Does it matter to you? Huh? I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure people would 
appreciate more that you appreciate being in such a big accolade and you, you saw that from the artists that came on the double xl freshman list i followed tia kareen tia kareen was very very happy especially for the fact that she was able to do this independent i'm sure there are other artists that have that have truly truly appreciated this so i'm glad that it's not lost on a lot of people even though there are some artists that still want to try and ah, i'm bigger than this ah, big time you know i'm glad i'm glad the people that actually do get correct that do get uh selected for it are still appreciating it yeah, and back to uh, Jimmy Butler for a second. In the words of takeoff, Cap. <laughs> Come on, he's going to the Hall of Fame, man. Stop it. If you're going to get I, inducted, you're going. Stop it. I'm glad Isaiah Thomas, uh, the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, not the Isaiah Thomas that is putting eye emojis on tweets just about every day. Um, sure would need a point guard. Y'all could holler at me. I'm over here waiting on Twitter. Who needs a one? I might be undersized, but I can get the job is, done. Isaiah is Isaiah Thomas Towley. <laughs> no, he's Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, it's Herbert. Oh, I thought it was Towley. Hey, hey, Jim. Looks like you need you a one. <laughs> oh, is that a ankle injury? Out for the season. Oh, shucks. Where are you gonna find a point guard? <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, shucks, kill me. <laughs> where am I? Where are you going to find a point guard that fast? It's kind of tough to find 18 points per game that quickly. Well, wait a minute. Let me check my calendar. I can't, I'm sorry, Isaiah. No, I see you know it. I'll stand on it. I'll stand. If Isaiah finds this, I'll stand on it. Hey, hey, Jill. Did you check the waiver wire? <laughs> All I cost is about 1.3. <laughs> other, other niggas asking for five. Think about it. <laughs> get, get back to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Isaiah. This did not mean to be Isaiah Thomas Slander. <laughs> This did not mean to be Isaiah Thomas. I swear to God, all I wanted to say was, all I wanted to say was, the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas uh, barely even blinked at the Jimmy Butler quote, and and he said, "Ah, uh, this is just a competitive athlete. He's in the NBA Finals right now. He's focused on winning a championship. The Hall of Fame is the last thing on his mind right now, but." Wait until you retire and you're a regular civilian walking the street. I guarantee you, you're going to want to go to the Hall of Fame. And it's correct. Yes. Yeah. Cut it out, please. Chill, please, Jimmy. I respect your game, but cut cut it out, please. Yeah, by all, by all means. It is an NBA championship highly, highly, highly important to you right now. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. Were you three wins away from an NBA championship? Yes, by all means. But as far as Hall of Fame, we pretty much know you're gonna. We pretty much know you're gonna go. I can't even think of an athlete or an NBA star at his at his level. And as much as you want to try and argue it, sorry, I almost pulled. A, I almost pulled a newsflash, buddy. I don't want to do a newsflash, buddy. <laughs> we don't need newsflash, buddy, on this. I'm not gonna go that far. But take a look at some of the Hall of Famers that have made. Uh, that have made the 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 the, the class many other yeah. classes throughout the past 10, 20 years. I don't want good chance that. he's going to be a Hall of Famer. This is not yeah. an impo- It's not an impossible task. It's not like going to Canton, Ohio, and needing this amazing resume. It's true, you know. I'm, I don't want to sit here and discredit the man, but you know, Chris Bosh's career is kind of on par with Jimmy Butler's. You just got two rings in there, you know. 
saying. Just saying. And if, and, if, and if Jimmy can get a championship, by all means. But it doesn't, it's not, it's not your nece- it's not your necessity to make the Hall of Fame. Right. So right. we'll end up seeing. And uh hopefully, you know, in uh now that the NBA draft, NBA draft is uh we're at the 20th pick, which is actually a pretty big surprise. They're taking their sweet time with this first round. Uh we're at the 20th pick. Uh, the third pick that has been talked about throughout the past two weeks or so is now in. So hopefully if you are listening to this Damian Lillard, hopefully you have made your choice. Uh, if not, you know, I think there's just some choice words for you. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's just, you know, something that we'll have to take a look at for the next couple of days. You, you know, sell that Toyota dealership in Portland. You can buy you one down there in Pembroke Pines. We know a guy. Okay. Just go there's ahead. Plenty. Yeah, come on, man. Just, just, just make the, just make the trip. Go see Mister Hat Riley. Go see the Godfather. Do what you need to do and get it done. And whoever bright idea it was to say, "Hey, let's ask Miami for Bam Adebayo." Dummy. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> let's not run that back, please. I mean, the only hero. reason that Bam is going is to pack to help pack you help pack some of the heavy lifting that you need to get into that U-Haul. Not not having him in the postseason this year, would you get rid of Hero in that trade? You would have yes. to, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anybody that's not anybody that's not named Bam Adebayo or Jimmy Butler, goodbye. I so, yeah. am completely okay with it. I am completely fine with it. But that's how I've been for like since what 2020? It's been like four, it's been like four years of this. I have not yeah. changed my untouchables. That's fair. That's fair. They are pretty much the anchors of the team. So exactly. So we'll have to we'll have, we'll have to see how that ends up playing out. Um, as much as I am happy for the freshmen, I actually did hear something that made me think a little bit about these types of areas of accolades for hip hop artists and really for music artists in general. Um, I heard Jack Harlow on Rap Radar this week. Big shout outs to Elliot. Big shout outs to B Dot. There's also a Joe Budden interview that I want to listen uh, from them. I think it ended up dropping like maybe a day or two ago, but I saw a clip from their Jack Harlow one where he was talking about a couple of uh, different things regarding Drake and classics and just music consumption in general in this day and age. I think it ended up falling pretty well into this type of catalog or this category, You, I guess you should say, of XXL freshman, award season, and things of that nature. I'm going to play that clip real quick. I was talking to John Mayer about this about how culture is so fragmented. Artists put out music and the artist's job is to respond or comment on culture and society. But he and I were talking about there's no shared human experience anymore because everyone's living in their own pockets. Mm. Everyone's choosing what to digest. You got your shows, Damn. you got your artists, mm-hmm. so you get to live in your pocket mm-hmm. and you don't really need to be told who's a star, who's most important. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying when Kendrick, Drake and Cole, that is, the we were that was still that, a time yeah. where people were saying, nah, Everyone needs to know these are the most important people. Now everyone gets to choose who's important to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone is living a fragmented version of culture. Their own hero, yeah. And so it's hard to make something that connects with the entire zeitgeist. It's mm-hmm. Because everyone, there's no shared human experience. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. I think, you know, as uh, he's probably mid-20s. Jack is probably about 25, 26, right? Um, I mean, I would I'm, say so. I would say so, take a look. So he's, I mean, he's old enough. To remember, I guess the early internet days, as he, you know, as he was active, probably as an early teenager. But um, yeah, he's just lamenting on the end of the monoculture, which we've kind of, you know, known for the past, let's say, fifteen years. You know, I think it's hit very hard in the last five. 
because you know you got so many cord cutters um so many more fragmented you know uh viewing options rather you know on streaming other than cable tv it's really kind of accelerated i say even more so after the pandemic or even at start but um yeah, he's true i mean it's right you, you know you don't have this consensus who are the three best rappers today you're going to get mm-hmm. at least 10 different answers from 20 different people you know if you ask who are the three best rappers today um yeah there's no consensus i think and i was just saying when he said it is kendrick drake and cole like the last consensus big three you know of an era i think yeah but um do we get another one? Will it be like Kodak, Young Blue, Young Boy, and Dirk? You know what I mean? But I don't even think that's possible with these kids because these kids, a lot of these kids, are like street teaming, gang banging. Like if you listen to Young Boy, they're not trying to hear Dirk, and yeah. vice versa. Which is like, it's insane to me. But that's another story. So yes, I think he's right. In short, yes, I agree with them. But that's just a sign of the time. It's where we've been at. Yeah, I, I would assume that it makes it harder to try and pull off lists like this. Like, and I, I would say, you know, 20 years ago when we were reading things like this, whether and not even reading, even with like our Viacom channels when uh, 15 MTV. years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Remember when 15, when MTV was was uh, pushing out, I think it was like late 08, 09, they were like the 10 hottest MCs in rap. And oh, yeah, 07, I, mean, I think that, was the first year. I think 07 or 06, maybe. It was 06, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think 06 was, was one only, and then 07 was the first time it was a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when it was a TV show. Because I remember 09, I was like, real. I was like, this uh, list better be on point, or I'm pissed. You, Anybody could drop that. Anybody could drop that list today, and it's like, ah, Ira, well, you're not listening to this artist, and you're not listening to this. And this. One, there's a huge, huge influx of artists, but also I feel like Jack is right in the sense of, you know, media has evolved so much that anybody can just say, you know, fuck that list. Even though there were people in 08, 09 that were also saying fuck that list, but that was something that was a little bit more in tune with just being presented the way that MTV can produce it. Now anybody can hop on Twitter and and do their own presentation, do their own graphics, do whatever the hell they want and present it to millions because we have something like a Twitter, because we have something like an Instagram. And if it pops, it pops. Not necessarily saying that everybody's list is going to be able to pop, but if you catch a good little zeitgeist right there, you can be cast into 100,000 people and then somebody else is going to pick it up and be like, well, I saw this list that was online and this is why it pissed me off. And then it snowballs and it snowballs and it snowballs. You had less of a probability of that happening 15, 20 years ago. So it's kind of like whoever had the ability to present it at that time, not necessarily that they were gatekeeping, but it it, it pretty much stayed within that realm until everybody was able to do it. So I, I kind of like look at a, a, a freshman list as of right now, not necessarily saying to the point that I don't think they're going to be able to do it for, let's say, 10 years or so. I think that they have a good model where with like a few tweaks, you can end up still keeping this nice and fresh and the conversation is still going to be good. But as far as the idea of like who is going to be choose to to be on that, everybody's going to have an opinion right now because so many different people, like Jack said, can choose and pick who they want to listen to. And there's not a specific uh, program or magazine or TV show that is telling them the way that it was back when Viacom was Viacoming because now everything is strictly through, not strictly, but pretty much through YouTube. Yeah. Now, I think if you're 25 and under, and it's a real strong chance to be 21 and under. You don't care about this list. This, this yeah. list doesn't resonate with you in the sense that 
this is an authority on what it is, mm. you know what I mean, in the culture. I don't think it does. I think if you're, you know, if you're 25 and up and you're really into, you know, hip hop culture, you really like, you know, like watching different things that talk about, you know, lists and rankings and all that type of stuff. You've been watching it for maybe a decade plus from 15, 16 on, reading XXL online or what have you. You probably have some type of reference for it. But otherwise, I don't, I don't think it matters to a kid 25 and under. It really don't matter to somebody 21 and under. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to bring it to a point of like we should revert our technology back to so that we can have the 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 channels that yeah. yeah exactly to have the gatekeepers back at it. Like I don't I don't really I don't really think it really needs that. I like advancement of technology. I've never really been somebody that shies away from technology, but I'm sure that there's a way that you can kind of bring back the feeling of having somebody put together something like this and present it to an entire generation of people but like jack said it's kind of tough because now everybody is so the world right now is so fragmented that you can pretty much pick a piece of your own americana and do whatever you want with it as opposed to 2001 where we all had 60 channels and everybody knew nickelodeon was 33 or 34 and cartoon network was 32 and uh, BT was, uh, what was BT? BT was, uh, I want to say, I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Was it like 51? I can't remember which one. B- I can't remember what BT. I want to say BT was in the 50s. MTV was like low. God, I can't remember. Fuck. I don't want to get it wrong. Was TBS 17 for you? Um, Damn. So, so it was 17 on every cable system at one point. I don't remember. UPN was like nine. Okay. UPN was yeah. it was, was UPN nine. I want to say it was like UPN nine, right? Yeah. NBC mean, obviously is three. That's not changing. But were you getting were you getting the West Palm channels or the Miami channels? Uh it should be Palm Beach slash Treasure Coast because you got Jupiter okay. and you got all of that. But then Miami will have their own joints, and I want to say wow, Lauderdale yeah. will probably be the same as Miami, but I'm not positive. Yeah, yeah. Miami and Fort Lauderdale are together, so wow. So you would get like the West Palm uh, affiliates. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to say, I think well, of that a, one time we was uh, watching. Uh, you watching the game? It was a West Palm uh, ABC affiliate. Oh, they have big ass thunders. That's all we fucking see all week. These damn thunderstorm warnings. That's just how the weather is right now. But sheesh, man, it's that time of year. Yo, it's Josh Pease. It's J Five, and you know we got the show. A little diddly, we go off Black Print Radio. It's on Wednesday, six p.m., nine p.m. Eastern. It's us setting the tone. You know, we letting y'all know what's going on out here in the culture, the community. We got some crazy guests so far. We've had uh, Les from from Houston. We, we've had uh, Jeffro Jenkins from. Uh, he has a we had Josh Pease. Yeah. I'm there weekly, <laughs> bi-weekly. So you just come check us out, man. Black Print Radio. It's giving you the real. Like we can get to the area that Jack is talking about. He also said on this on this episode of Rap Radar Podcast that he feels like um albums do not get the chance to be labeled classics at the time that they end up releasing because people are so scared to to put a stamp on things at the time and you gotta wait X amount of years. And he thinks that's pretty whack. Uh he said Scorpion in his eyes is gonna be a classic in the next X amount yeah. of years. Drake usually gets those. Yeah, I, I see that happen with views. Yeah, views got shit on. I see people be like, ah, views, y'all slept on this one, and then put uh some random views record. Hey man, listen, whatever happened, happened. <laughs> I hate to say it as plainly as that, but like DS Forever, had that not have happened to Gunna, I think it would have been Harold as a classic. 
DS4, DS Forever would have been a classic. Poor Gunner, man. So. I think so. As at this point right now, the Thug Timer is Oof. a little bit, a, a little bit away from, a little bit away from coming on. But, uh, there's going to be, uh, it's already been announced, so it's not, it's not like this is brand new details. There's going to be a new album dropping at midnight. Um, so we're going to hear what has happened by the time or what, what is to come out on that album and who's going to be featured on that album and what is being said on that album by the time that you hear this episode. So we can't really comment on what is, um, uh, going to happen with, uh, I think it's called business is business Business as much as I've seen it. Yeah. Tracklist is out there. So we see Drake is on the album a couple of times. Tracklist is out there. Yeah. Tracklist is out there. Uh, futures on there. Look, look, got it's on there. God, it's got to be on there. I was yeah. hoping that we can get some key and some takeoff. Is key and takeoff on it? I don't think so. I, I have to double check, but I don't think so. Because they passed when he they passed when he was in jail, so I'm sure this is also very, very, very painful for him as of right now. But God, poor Gunner, man. Uh, it, when you listen to All Right, isn't that isn't that pain enough? Isn't it's that pretty sad? Uh, pretty sad. You know, even isn't with the that whole, enough like, uh, punishment? Yeah. In a, lot, in a lot of the videos he dropped, I guess the first two videos, he was like hiding his face. I'm like, damn, this sucks, man. He had a dark, dark lighting. It's like, this is crazy. They're Sad. all black and white. Yeah, you he know what I mean? He put himself in a, a straight jacket in one of them. He's in a solid, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, confinement. What is oh, it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Solitary, uh, solitary confinement. confinement. Yeah. There you go. He's in solitary confinement in one video. All right, video. I hope me be uh, all I feel is pain. Uh, Come on, man. Is this not punishment enough? Such a sad song. What actually killed me? <laughs> what actually killed me? <laughs> the. The free Jeffrey at the end, I was like, "All right, come on, gun it." That's a little much. We all got to do pointing on too thick. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. And now that we see that Gunna is not on this album, you reposting that clip a couple of days ago, it's a little much, Gunna. I'm sorry. Kind of green. Yeah, that's, that's pretty green. That's pretty green. <laughs> like, come on, guys, the album coming out Friday. Let's all support. <laughs> hey, man, don't leave me out. <laughs> can't believe this is how YSL ends. This is just this is just unreal. This is just unreal. I cannot believe this is how this is how YSL ends. But just sad. Just sad. We'll end up seeing the responses of how that goes by the time that you hear us next on Recut Gems. BT Awards is also going to be going down this Sunday as we talked about uh Viacom Viacoming and some of the things that uh could bring us back to a different state of awards and ceremonies being a lot more prevalent and a lot more important to a lot of people. Hopefully you do tap into the BT Awards. It's going up. If you're an AEW fan, it's going up against Forbidden Door. So hopefully you can dual cast. That's right. That's right. You can watch, you know, and, uh, Kodak um, Black on one screen. And then you can watch uh, whoever they got Tanahashi. on that screen. Tanahashi on that screen, you know. Who's that nigga wrestling? I don't even know these people. Akata. MJF. He's wrestling MJF? Is the belt yeah. on the line? I, 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 so, I, I don't yeah. know. It's an exhibition match. You know he ain't moving. Back. I saw Orange Cassidy was fighting Katsuyori, <sighs> big name, a legend for a lot of people. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. So Orange I, Cassidy's I, a legend for a lot of AEW fans too. <laughs> He's an, a, a legend, legend, <laughs> and a legend, and a legend, legend. Yes. Somebody should actually turn that into a wrestling name. Yeah. The alleged legend, Matt <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I come out here and I do my job every week. 
Well, he is right. He is right. He does do his job every week, even though his record is five and five, a solid point five hundred throughout the year. We call him Matthew Tan. We call him the alleged legend for a specific reason. Matthew Tanner. Fighting for the All Atlantic Championship. That's what the Bells call, right? All Atlantic. Yeah, well, international. They they changed it. They they leveled up the All Atlantic A and P Championship. Whatever they call it. A and P. Nah, I just made that up. Well, Corny made it. Oh, up. I'm about to say, what is it? The Asian and Pacific Islander yeah. title? Now I was like, that's specific. The A and P title, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Our old but- buddy pockets. Many different categories that you can take a look at for the 2023 BET Awards. If this is something that ends up looking, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I do kind of want to see what people think about as far as the performances. Uh, might tap into a couple of these, and then we'll end up seeing, um, we'll end up seeing what go, we'll end up seeing what goes down for those that. Uh, well, I don't know if this is also, I don't know if this is also, um, uh, not theater television. What what do they use? What do they used to call it? Why watching as a family? On Twitter. Oh, I don't yeah. Know if, yeah I don't know if we're still watching makes, as a family on Twitter. Yeah, right, right, right. We're going to live tweet through it as we used to do back in the day. That sounds scary. I don't know. Yeah, I think those I think those days are done. But, you know, things surprise us. So yeah. we'll end up seeing how Sunday goes. Hopefully you tap in and hopefully we can have this conversation with everybody that has listened to Recut Gems this week. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. You can tap in with us nice and early on patreon patreon.com forward slash black print before each episode drops wherever you listen to podcasts and until then you will have a brand new episode of black print tomorrow with myself j5 and josh pease as well and um you'll hear from us this wednesday with a new black print radio on amp a lot of big things going on through the summer for the black print network but until then we will see you in two weeks with a new episode of recut gems peace